Hey everyone, the first 20 minutes of this episode, we were using the wrong microphone. Please bear with us. It'll sound beautiful towards the end. And it was all my fault. It was. It was Dagny's <laughs> fault. That's why you can't put me in charge of these things, Billy. Right, fair enough. in person for the first time in a while and she's in a chair that's and she's just sitting here in front of the microphone spinning in a circle i'll talk a little but i'm having fun no what were you saying i think we should start the show by both apologizing for how confidently we mispronounced diane weist's name last episode yeah we were and we never went back and checked with never, Bridget and never she went knew. back we never went we followed up and i was listening to it and literally there was a point where I was trying to edit out that whole part of the podcast <laughs> just so the audience wouldn't hear us go, is it Weiss? I think it's Weiss. I was Weiss? like, Weiss. I was like, can we cut? We, there was no way to cut it without it sounding atrocious. Also, what Bridget was doing, she explained it to me later. She was trying to pretend to knead bread so we would get like that yeast. Was, she was yeast. like in the video, and then she was like, w, like gesture to W, w and yeast. then like pretend to yeast. knead and roll it's bread. It's also just like she's such a hand weak. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm just very embarrassed yeah. by that episode and that that moment in that episode i am proud of that episode though i think i did a really good uh pitch and description for that movie Was this a yes again? i care a lot i care a lot yeah. it's on my list it's on my list now did and she I get a nomination i guess whenever we bring our guests we watch it together okay. i don't know uh did we i just i just so the oscar nominations just came out and yeah. i feel like if i say this on the episode i'll hold myself to it mm -hmm. me and the boyfriend are gonna try to watch all of the best picture nominees do it. Before the ceremony. And also, I mean, not to be like, hey, Golden Globes, but like, what a, like an actually interesting group of films that were nominated. I know, it's um, going to be fun. Which now makes, I think, three years in the row where the Oscars have some good nominees and the Golden Globes are just like, hmm? Just mad that Sonic the Hedgehog isn't nominated for Best Picture. Honestly, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog was the number one film of the year. Um, what did I just see that they're making? I read the Sonic the Hedgehog team is working. They're going to write Ace Ventura 3. Dear Lord, yes. what the world needs right now. And then I saw a headline that I didn't click on, so this might just be hearsay, where it was like, Evan Peters to play Ace Ventura? And I was like, weird choice, not mad at him. Yeah. Okay. But also, Jim Carrey is there. I know, I was like, why can't we use him? He's still around. He's like, I'm bored. He's like, I'm too tired. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything no. at the moment, other than be Eggman with the mustache. He's great in it. I need to watch Sonic the Hedgehog is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead, just introduce the show. Hey, good morning, good <laughs> afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to The Poptimist, whenever you're listening. This is a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism, focused on liking things that may not be well-liked by other people. I am your host, Billy. Who's that? Dagny. That's my host, Dagny. She's my sister. She's sitting right here next to me in person. This never happens. I know. Hopefully we won't interrupt each other as much in this episode. Dagny, now stop talking. <laughs> um, what were you? Rude. What? What? Uh, you want to go first? You want to talk about what you've been watching this week? Sure. Billy, can you guess the, the genre of show that I've Is been it true crime? About? No. Oh, damn. What's the other thing that I really like? Because I never talked about the Woody Allen documentary because it's so dark. Okay, do you want to go first? No, because I'm not going to talk okay. about it, but you like should watch it. It's good. It's just horrible. No, you, uh, is it, it's not gross reality TV. That's me. It's not competition reality. No. Is it, is it comedy? No, it's a mini series. Oh, that's <laughs> a I've running, talked about that's a the running, last four episodes. That's a running joke on this show. Um, however, I did just finish this mini series last night and they kind of left it to where they could be using to. And I kind of, they, my only qualm with it is I wish that they hadn't. I wish they had done a little wrap up because I don't think they need a season two. Um, but it is another Netflix British mini series, which is what I pretty much have consumed yeah. the last two weeks. Um, and this one felt like a Black Mirror episode, but eight episodes long. It was a really cool concept. I don't know if I think it's like the best well-made miniseries ever. Um, like the acting was pretty good. I overall enjoyed it because I thought the concept was really cool. Mm -hmm. But it's called The One. The One. The One. And it's BBC? Uh, no, it's a Netflix series. It might have actually originally been. I love <laughs> I love that I never do research on these things before I bring them in. It could have aired it some, on some other program, but uh, I believe it's advertised as a Netflix original. It has the bum bum at the beginning and the end. They all do that. I mean, yeah, that's like, so I just watched Murder Among the Mormons, which was a BBC series that Netflix bought. Okay. So it's got, well. the, it's got the Netflix thing. Yeah, it oh. totally could have been uh, on something. But basically the premise 
like I said, it feels like a Black Mirror episode because it's essentially the main character has created this, I guess, app, but it's called The One. Um, the app is called The One. Um, and she, her and her little scientist friend um, basically get DNA and they figured out with some insects that your DNA is compatible with just one other person in the world. And they, they're like pheromones and it makes you unable to, or like you, you're ultimately attracted to them no matter what. Have um, I seen this trailer? Probably. It was like top 10 for last okay. week on, on Netflix. So but yeah, there, it's all this science behind it. But um, the main focus is it, it's unraveling marriages across the world. Cool. Because when it's introduced, the advertisement is like, take the test now, find your the one. Um, and so people that are married are like curious and send in their hair and find out that they have a match um, that has also, because millions of people have sent in their name. Yeah, DNA harvesting, that's what they're really into. And that's a whole other, they get into that too, because it wasn't all entirely legal what they did. But, so that's one part is marriages are falling apart. One of the characters sends in her husband's and then tries to be more like the match. She goes and meets his match, tries to be more like her. That turns into a disaster. Yeah, it's, there's some, there's some really brutal not brutal but it it's like kind of heart-wrenching at times because like can you imagine if you had the one and then that person dies or something you'll be like no one's ever gonna love me as much as that person could and because everybody seems to be matching with their one true love dating apps like normal ones are obsolete basically because people have all you'll never kill grinder <laughs> you would never there's nothing no technology would defeat the gay hookup app there's yeah. not a chance yep um, <laughs> but on top of all this like uh dating app stuff there's murder and <laughs> drugs and it it's a really interesting concept and it kept me captivated for a good eight episodes and i watched it in two days and I highly recommend it. It's a it's a fun time, and if you do like Black Mirror, I assume um, I'll talk about Black Mirror. But most people know what that is now. Um, yeah, remember when it was obscure? Back like, <laughs> and you were like, "Hey, watch." Two thousand eight, and yeah. I was like, "Billy, watch this hey, show." Hey, watch Black Mirror, and it's like it's like an also. I mean, and I personally, I think the first episode is brilliant, and I think it's yeah. brilliant opening with that episode. Remember, I was like, "You made me watch a show about fucking a pig," and then I never watched episode two. They severely messed up for years until Netflix bought it, but I recommend the one. It is. Um, I think it's just a, it's an interesting show and it's just eight concise episodes and yeah, you should cool. check it out. Cool, cool. What's I, your thing, Billy? I've gone back and forth, but you know what I am? I want to talk about Infinity Train. What is that? Infinity Train. It is on HBO Max, um, mm-hmm. but it is, it's a cartoon developed by Cartoon Network Studios. Hmm. And this is something I've learned entirely just from the credit sequence of the show. I've done no research to guarantee this, but okay. <laughs> it's on HBO Max and... Uh, at the end of the episodes, it says Cartoon Network Studios. So I'm assuming. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was canceled and then HBO Max bought it. I don't know if it ever aired on Cartoon Network because I know it came onto HBO Max with like two or three seasons already okay. there. And HBO Max is producing season four, which is coming soon. Oh, fun. Um, but it's, it's uh, um, the main character is a, a, a girl named Tulip. Uh, who's got some some things at home that are not super great. She's bummed out about her home life and things aren't going the way that she wants. Um, and then the first episode, she's supposed to go to camp and she can't get to the camp because her parents are fighting and, and they're going through a divorce. And so she decides to go to camp on her own. She's going to like just hike there. <laughs> it's not a great plan. And she ends up kind of magically on the infinity train of the title, which is... <laughs> I'm not going to edit out the ghost sneeze the from ghost the distance. Sneeze. That's amazing. Just your face as it slowly started to happen. Wow. Oh, man. You can have an opinion in a moment. This is what happens when we record in person. <laughs> okay, infinity train. Yeah. So, um, uh, but okay, so she ends up on the train, but every car is a different thing. And they kind of, just a frame of reference for you, they like function like a TARDIS. So like every train car itself is a different world, a little like mini universe. And Tulip is trying to figure out why she's there, how she can get back home, what the mystery of the train is. And basically every episode is a different train car as she's working her way towards the engine, if it even exists, because the train never ends, the infinity trains. And the train is always producing new cars. So there's also new things can show up at any time, making it longer. So it's like Polar Express meets Doctor Who meets Snowpiercer. (laughs) Yes, with like a little bit of like (laughs) Like Steven Universe. Yeah, there's like a little bit. 
Um, nice. but, but when the show went from like good to great for me mm-hmm. is, and this is a mini spoiler, but not really, is Tulip's story wraps up at the end of season one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do with season two. Like, how what's Tulip's going to... They're like, Tulip got off the train. The show is about the train. Oh. And season two is different passengers on a different arc. So they can, like, they're going for forever. And, I mean, and, and uh, season three, I, we haven't started it yet, but I looked at the preview images, and it's uh, a cast, uh, some characters they introduced in just two episodes in season two, mm-hmm. and then we, like, left them behind. They're the focus of season three. Oh, cute. So okay. I really like that. Um, also just, uh, 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 I forgot the actress's name. She does the voice of Ellie in The Last of Us. She's the voice of Tula. So, um, okay. and she's phenomenal, but every once in a while I'll be like watching the show while making dinner yeah. and I'll like check out and I'll be like, Ellie, and I'll look around and it's, oh, that's right. What's her name? <laughs> she's such a, uh, just a question. Yes. Uh, is this marketed towards kids? Yes. Um, okay. but it's definitely like, I mean, it's one of those, it's one of those shows where, you know Cartoon Network like airs it right before they go to Adult Swim. Okay. Like or or you know, it's it's targeted at like so it's sixteen like year olds. Adventure you know? time and uh Yeah, sense. but but then the thing I mean, you're dealing with Tulip uh Tulip has to deal with her parents going through a divorce and mm-hmm. how it, it's kind of her realizing her parents are people. Gotcha. Um so there's there's things like that and it, it can be scary at times. Season two got uh, uh, violent in a way I didn't expect. Oh wow. Um, in a great way, because I'm, you know, give me some yeah. violence. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson is Very the voice cool. of Ellie. But yeah, Infinity Train, HBO Max, 10 episode seasons, nice. uh, 11 minutes a piece. So just like, eat <clears throat> oh, it wow. up. Yeah, nice. it's eat it up. It's so good and so simple. Great. So the one and, uh, I was about to say Adventure Train. <laughs> what is it again? Infinity, Infinity Train. Train. Infinity Train. Uh, cool. Great soundtrack. Great art direction. I love it. Nice. Well, recommendations for our listeners. Anyway, um, I think it's time for our guest. What a guest. <laughs> our sneezing guest. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and introduce her because I see her every day of my life. Um, our guest is one, our cousin, also Hell yeah. friend, roommate, comedic genius, <laughs> uh, all around one of my favorite people in the world. And her name is Nina Howard. Wah, 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 wah. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Nina. <laughs> Do you need to sneeze? Like, I know you sneeze every morning over and over again. I am a quick <laughs> Did I know this before living with a cat? Yes. <laughs> Did I still choose to live with a cat? Yes. Nina, you chose love. <laughs> I did choose love. Wow. And there's literally Toulouse here. Name is t- <laughs> <laughs> his name is Toulouse. Toulouse is a great name for a cat. I love yeah. the cat Toulouse. Yes. We also watch the Aristocats a lot. Yes. yes. I love it. When you do your scales and your arpeggios. I want to talk about how this is kind of, in a way, your third time on the podcast. <laughs> it is. Will this one actually make it to the public? I, 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 it remains to be seen. Honestly, the, the, the sneeze interruption alone is going to skyrocket this one right to the top. It's going to be it's gonna be our number one most listened to episode. It's so funny because it's like, I feel like a hidden... A hidden episode now you know how yes. like spongebob had that one episode that like some kids saw at midnight mm-hmm. and then never saw again <laughs> and it's like an urban legend i feel like that's me yes optimist well so um so poptimist way back in like 2019 2018 yeah. yeah was a show that i thought i could do with like me by myself and then have like three guests come in to talk about three different things. I can't believe that this was here. And it would be a round table and it was like an mm-hmm. hour and a half was like a short episode. But the, <laughs> the round table was Dagny, Nina, and then Lauren Dewey, who is actually on episode two of this iteration of Poptimus. Yeah. And then what happened was I reinvented the show with Dagny. Yes. It's like, you're going to come, we're going to do it together. It's going to be great. And then you were the first episode we ever did. And immediately, literally, like, the next day after we recorded it, we completely changed the concept of the show. <laughs> and so, and there was a while where I was like, I'll just release Nina's episode anyway and, like, let the audience be like, and then it changed subtly, and then I never did. Yeah. So, so the twice. the was also terrible. That's also true. I was, I, and everyone listening is like, worse than that one episode I'm thinking of right now where it's, it's you know what, it was... <laughs> rough it was recorded over zoom it was not yeah. didn't sound very good so you have sat through this twice now and now you've willingly sat down for a third time <laughs> and i'm very excited look 
I have thoughts that need to be said yes. publicly, mm-hmm. and this is my only outlet. <laughs> so I just wait uh, dormantly yes. until you approach me. I mean, and honestly, there's going to be like, Dagny and I are going to decide to go on vacation and be like, well, we need an episode this week, and we'll call it the bonus episode. <laughs> and we'll be like, the first episode ever. And it's like, which first episode? Who knows? Who knows? Because there's, because two, there's first, many. two first episodes, two unaired pilots featuring Nina Howard. <laughs> yeah. You know what the greatest gift you could give me is honestly a remix. Like, it could be like a dubstep EDM remix of all the things I've talked about on this show. <laughs> have an hour-long episode that's just spliced of uh, Airbender. Yeah. Um, what was your second one? Why can't I think Killing of Killing Eve. Killing Eve. Eve, yeah. Airbender, Killing Eve, and oh, today. Oh, oh, Sandra, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Last Airbender. Wow. And then also, Be very importantly... To save the world. <laughs> but I believe Aang can change the world. I forgot really, the whole do you intro. know what I believe? <laughs> God damn it. That Aang can change the world. This is this is something... So Dagny was late to the last Airbender party. So and I had literally talked about it on an episode two years prior. <laughs> to her starting And that it. was not enough <laughs> to get her started on Last Airbender until it's her boy. boyfriend... <laughs> yeah. Her boyfriend. <laughs> have I ever let, led her astray? <laughs> and then she's over here like, I and I wow did you know this and I'm like yes well she would she would do this thing and she was like well you'd like go up to your boyfriend and you'd be like and that's when everything changed yeah and he'd be like I said I said do you know when everything changed when when the fire nation attacked and she would do this to me over text message she would do it in person (laughs) she did it to John all the time and it always worked (laughs) it always worked and also it was like the show is 10 years old please watch Legend of Korra here's all the DVDs that I own (laughs) Uh, but also, most importantly, if you're listening to the show right now, pick up your phone, look at it. See that Poptimist logo you're looking at right there? Yes. That was also all Nina. <laughs> Nina designed our logo, did the artwork for the show. She's, uh, uh, I type your name in all the credits if you go look. So it says Art by Nina Howard in every episode. If you hate it, don't tell me. I mean, I, don't <laughs> I swear to God, if you're listening and you hate this logo, I want you to lie to my face every single moment. You you're going to get a series of DMs that are like, the logo is awful. No, we love Good. the logo. Well, yeah, and that blue has taken over, has taken over my Instagram account. It's that color blue everywhere. But yeah, I love and honestly, it. pops. <laughs> Wink. Um, cool. Well, I think uh, this is probably the longest we took. We can talk for minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no that's that is because <laughs> my and also like <laughs> my attention span. Because you're like, oh, it pops. So I'm like, oh, well, it's funny you say that because that's every graphic designer's worst nightmare. Like, oh no. No, like, and so I used to do graphic design full time, right? But there's mm-hmm. like a million memes about graphic designers because anytime some, you present like something to somebody, they almost every time, if they're not a designer, the first thing they'll say is like, I just really want to make this pop more. <laughs> Number one note, literally my boss did it to me at work the other day and I'm not even a designer anymore, oh but I was God. just making a flyer and oh, she was like, I so just, I want to make this pop. <laughs> and it's like hands down the number one thing so it makes me laugh that you even said that because it's like yeah I know it's the name of the show but it's, <laughs> it's a trigger word this joke has layers Tina Fey if you're listening I will write for 30 Rock Revival just so you know I'm three layers deep I'm my girl I love it okay Tina Fey one of our listeners Tina Fey one of our <laughs> listeners the voice of Walgreens I produce <laughs> I'm about to say Amy Fuller produces this are you gonna are you okay <laughs> Mm-hmm. choked on water and on that i'm gonna make her introduce her thing okay so um what i'm actually here to talk about is uh, maybe one of the hidden gems of the two- 2000s and like i know people say this but i come very passionately to speak about 2001's josie and the pussycats movie. <laughs> okay I don't okay know why i had a, a feeling an inkling that this was going to be uh, what you brought because i refused to watch it with you uh, not refuse this I just, is avatar all over again. i haven't made the time oh i haven't made the time but you've had enough time to watch multiple british miniseries weeks in a row yes and rewatch all of new girl i can't do and that. not watch the expanse just to bring that back just to be a okay but who it. has seen it? but i did i did no read. no they're amazon prime the expanse is oh, amazon amazon prime and it's uh, a CBS All Access is dead. Yeah. All right, long live Paramount, Paramount Plus. <laughs> I did read an a thousand page book for my boyfriend to impress him, and watch all of The Sopranos to impress my boyfriend. Maybe my priorities are in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, 
and we'll listen back to this later. <laughs> just take a mental note. Just I will. Note. Uh, but Josie and the Pussycats. So yeah. On so it. okay, when God created Earth, <laughs> <laughs> He said there will be a new second coming called Riverdale. But the first coming. <laughs> <laughs> Those are ones Josie and the Pussycats. This is a movie that if you know, you know. Because it's so incredibly funny on a level that was so ahead of its time, and people disregarded it as something silly and for girls, and um, they they literally thought that the jokes in the movie were not satire. So, oh no, for, no. Yes. So for those of you who aren't aware, there's this thing <laughs> called an Archie comic that used to run in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Josie and the Pussycats. And, you know, there was like a 60s cartoon, I think. So in the 2000s, um, the, the uh, they decided to turn it into a live action movie. And this was kind of before that used to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And the movie, um, done by MGM and Universal. Sorry, I'm consulting my notes. That's okay. You've got an open laptop and a bunch. Of, it's very impressive. It makes me feel special okay so um i want to give credit where credit is i am a bird um just to give you some context like one of the writers wrote a very brady sequel okay so like parody is 100 part of their brand in a really wonderful way so it follows um who's in this movie jennifer what's her name jennifer uh uh, lee cook yes jennifer lee cook um, uh, uh, icon Tara yeah, Reid. No, Tara Reid. Okay, which who at the time was very popular. Yes. And now we're like, who is Tara Reid? Uh, most children. But most importantly, it stars Rosario Dawson. Like Rose. Totally before she was famous. Like I, this was like pre-rent. This was yeah. pre-everything. And she it, is so great in it. And it's like actually very uh very poignant because it talks about, like the movie comments on like how you are different like basically racism yeah. and like oh, wow. the racist undertones of the music industry so the whole movie is about Josie and the Pussycats they're a small town band oh wow and then suddenly they get picked up by a music label and become very big but that's actually like <clears throat> the overarching story but they do it in such a funny way like when when they get discovered like literally the music producer like the talent scout had just killed off backstreet boys one of these like murder literally murder <laughs> okay the i'm movie, already on board yeah. i'm a soul on this film that was it you did it yeah the movie <laughs> opens up you're meeting du jour du jour around the world like they're doing a literal parody of a backstreet boys or in sync music video where uh-huh. they danced on a on a, uh, the tarmac with a private jet. Got this it. was like yeah. a real yeah. music video that existed. So they immediately parody that with a fake band called Du Jour. Here's the <laughs> thing. Every parody song in this movie slaps. <laughs> <laughs> I had listened to this soundtrack unironically for years. I showed it to my girlfriend and I was like, just so you know, I will know every word to every song. <laughs> and I apologize in, in advance. So it's so good. They immediately kill off the Backstreet Boys in a plane crash. Amazing. Already, we've got nods to the music industry that are so deep that, like, we're only 10 minutes in. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, there very famously have been many plane crashes Mm -hmm. with famous musicians in it that happened unexpectedly. They're almost most of them are part of the 27 Club, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, like, just that alone, that that sets the tone. Mm -hmm. We get into Josie and the Pussycats, they get discovered, and then they become these stars, right? So, the entire time throughout the movie, there is unnecessary product placement (laughs) (laughs) absolutely everywhere. Like, at one point, Tara Reed's taking a shower in a McDonald's bathroom, and her <laughs> entire hotel room is themed after McDonald's. Like, literally, arches everywhere. <laughs> She's scrubbing with a a a, a, a squishy what is it, a loofah that's uh, McDonald's French fries, <laughs> and it's so like. And then um, Jennifer Lee cooks in a Target. Uh, like I think it's her. No, one of them's in like a Target hotel room. So everything has a. a target brand on it <laughs> and the little dog is like in the corner so you've got and it's never touched upon it's just there it's part and of the aesthetic it is absolutely <laughs> part of the production design of the movie like they when they're poor they're like eating crispy like they come and they're like would you like a crispy cream donut <laughs> <laughs> and oh missy pop 
Pyles in I this. was just gonna say, Missy Pyle, who I love, and Alan Cumming, who I love. Yes, Alan Cumming, like, it's, and Parker Posey, like, Parker this is Posey. such a star-studded cast, and they work all so beautifully, and they're all such great comedians, mm-hmm. so, like, Parker Posey, oh, love her. I have deep love for Parker Posey. Oh, and the best part is she plays the villain, which we're not used to from Parker Posey, mm-hmm. we're used, no. I mean, kind of in Parks and Rec. Well, and now, and now because she was, <laughs> she was, um, Dr. Smith in the, uh, uh, Lost in Space reboot on Netflix. Yeah, okay, so basically cool. they Netflix rebooted Lost in Space. I didn't watch it. The boyfriend did. But um, Dr. Smith is uh, gay-coded in the 60s. He's yeah, like, he's hey. evil because he's gay. Like, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> and uh, the only way they could fix it was to make it a woman. So Parker Posey is the evil Dr. Smith. Oh, in, I bet uh, she does. I would watch that. Just I mean, her. yeah, she like murders. Uh, she, she, you learn, I literally seen so little of the show. But you learn very early on that she's not Dr. Smith. She murdered the real Dr. Smith and took her credentials. And when oh they show God. her do that, it's like as the aliens are like tearing up the ship, she's like pointing them towards other people as she's just like <laughs> walking through as airlocks get blown out. And I was like, Parker Posey just eating this. She's literally eating the scenery. It's so much fun to watch. She is so wonderful. Yeah. So her and Alan Cumming are the villains. Yes. Like Alan Cumming is like the talent scout that kills yep. them. I was, gonna, I, was <laughs> hoping, I was really hoping noticed. it was him. Was really literally really like, and there's flip bones, right? Because it's 2000. Like at one point, um, the Josie and the Pussycats are—they're starting to figure out that they are part of a much bigger scheme, where like the 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 music industry doesn't actually care about them because of their music; they mm-hmm. care about them because they sell records, make money. Yeah. And you find out that they are putting subliminal messages underneath their songs. So at one point, they're <laughs> listening to one of their songs, and one of them goes. Like, wow, I really love a Mountain Dew right now. <laughs> and then the other one's like, and then the song stops and um, Rosario Dawson's character is like, oh, why do, wait, does that sound different for some reason? And Alan kind of whips up his flip phone to his ear and he literally has speed dial. He's about to murder them <laughs> for just starting to have like an, an inkling, inkling yeah. of of truth about their music so it's it's really great on that level just mm-hmm. because you've got like some little messaging you've got marketing you've got product put in. Mm-hmm. and the entire movie is just such an interesting commentary on capitalism yeah which is such a huge topic right now that yeah. people are passionate about and it's like that's that's what I mean when I, when I say it's like so ahead of its time mm-hmm. and this movie was a flop yeah it was like um let me see so it had a budget of Let's see, $39 million estimated. Can you give me one second, Nina? Yeah. Did you make sure it's this microphone? It's been recording from your computer, I think. No. Has it really? All right, <laughs> so it wouldn't be a Poptimist episode without <laughs> Billy and I messing something up. This time, it was my fault. Uh, well, yeah, so uh, I will also <laughs> screw up a Nina episode. Uh, you may notice that all of, all of a sudden, the episode sounds clearer. Uh, we we were recording from the laptop microphone and not the actual microphone. Uh, hopefully, the rest of the episode will make your earballs much happier than the first half. <laughs> so, uh, before I had this shocking realization, Nina was talking about the budget of Josie and the Pussycats and yeah. how much they made. Yeah, so like it was estimated like thirty nine million dollars for how the movie made, and then it grossed. Uh, fourteen million. So, like, did not really no make, didn't make money back. <laughs> for but the thing is, is like all the reviews were. It was it was that thing where all the reviews were like, "This movie is way too poppy." They were like, "This what is, is that?" They were like, "This is <laughs> the trigger girls. word poppy." This is here. This was a good one that I found from. Um, let's see. I think it was from Metacritic or IMDb, mm-hmm. but it was like if April 12th, 2001. If you're under 30 and get the references, you might think this is a heck of a lot of fun. But if you haven't a clue as to who Britney Spears is, forget it. <laughs> what is, what is, ha- what in 2001, who doesn't know who Britney Spears is? Exactly. And it also like all the reviews basically reduce the movie to like this is stupid this mm-hmm. is this is um too topical to ever be relevant like just that summarizes like if you don't know it's like saying today like if you don't know who Justin Bieber is then you won't get this entire movie <laughs> <laughs> as if the movie could be condensed to one, one. 
reference that's not even in the movie. I was going to say, did did they talk about Britney Spears? No, they never talk about Britney Spears. But it's so funny that the Free Britney movement is so popular right now because it's literally like this movie is that. It's talking about like contracts you can't get out of, like uh, creative freedom. Like at the end of the movie, she's frustrated because she's realized well, first of all, they push her to go solo. They push Josie to go solo. Cause Which one's Josie? Um, uh, Rosario Dawson? No. no. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Lee. Cook. Rachel gotcha. Lee. I think oh, okay. I said Jennifer Lee, but it, I think it's Rachel Lee Cook. Yes, but wouldn't that be funny if it was if it was um, <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee? That'd be fun, too. <laughs> so, like, throughout the movie moves into, like, they basically push her to go solo. It's very much like you don't need the pussycats. They, they give her like music with subliminal messaging to make her hate her best friends. Aww. She's sad because like the boy she likes, you know, she's so big time now and he, <laughs> you know, whatever is small town. And, oh, just like Lady Gaga and a uh, star is born. Right? <laughs> and then um, she realizes like the songs that she wrote that were so personal aren't so personal anymore. She doesn't even really have control over them. So like by the end of the movie, it's like, will friendship veil? Will she remember her roots and escape the binds of capitalism and the music industry and, you know, like the the bindings of legal jargon? (laughs) Find out on the next episode, you know, like, um, so it's just really great because it it really um, also has such a, it's kind of a great time capsule of the 2000s, which Mm. a lot of kids today are fascinated. That with. makes me deeply uncomfortable. The TikTokers that I, are fascinated with the 2000s. I, it's, well, I can remember where I comment. This was terrible. I commented on this TikTokers video where she was like, "Take me." She's like, "I wish I was there." She's like, "Take me back to 2002." And no. I was like, "I was like, all right. First of all, Bush was president. 9/11 had just happened. We'd gone into a new war. Gay people didn't have rights. Like, what are you fucking talking about?" Yeah. Also, everyone was wearing gauchos. Yes. So why, why would you ever want to go back? It's a, multiple I, polo shirts and I, sequin purses oh with a giant purple disc. Yeah. The and and the remix of the 90s aesthetic clothing wise I'm mm-hmm. fine with because yeah. it's 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 not been the they they're aware of the bad stuff but the 2000s making a return mm-hmm. with like ill-fitting jeans for men uh low-waisted jeans for women bad yeah. bad is, yeah and it's like you can also see some of that commentary in the movie because Rachel Lee Cook is a tiny person <laughs> and she's also white mm-hmm. and so there is this narrative like I was saying before that Rosar- Rosario Dawson's character she looks like a woman yeah a very human woman and it it is very adamant that the music producers don't like that and so they make comments and that's why they're always like, and she's the first one to figure out the subliminal messages mm-hmm. and she's yeah. smart on top of that, which they don't like, which is when they start to kind of separate Rachel Lee Cook from, from the rest of the band. And then Tara Reid is there and she's playing like dumb, ditzy, blonde stereotype yep. that was mm-hmm. really popular at that time. So you just have to take that one with a grain of salt <laughs> of like, blondes can't, you know, they're so dumb. <laughs> How dumb are they? <laughs> Yeah. So um, that, you know, obviously some of the references have not aged great, but yeah. the ones that have aged really well. And so if you're older like us, as far as... <laughs> 27. Ancient, elderly. Yeah, so if old. You're, if you're about to join the millennial AARP. <laughs> I turn I turn 30 in a month, and that's yeah. uh, that's when this podcast will end. I'll be dead, so yeah. you sorry. You won't be relevant anymore, nope. really. Gay I'll death. be the only host. <laughs> <laughs> Nina will take over for you. No! <laughs> um, but um, this, this is uh, something that has come up on this show a lot, are these films from the early 2000s mm-hmm. that are fairly funny satires or like witty comedies that were branded as chick flicks and completely yeah, dismissed. Yeah, that was what, a huge mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. What was the, there was one Breeze, not too recently. Movie. Um, yes, The Sweetest Thing. The Sweetest Thing, thing. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where it was, it was a sex comedy a little bit ahead of its time and everyone was like, these women are gross. Yeah, it was like a, like a Bridesmaids before, like, because yeah. it was like too early for its time, but shouldn't have been because whatever, but 
the jokes still yeah. are good and it was all female writers and then a female cast and it just didn't it was underappreciated and people Absolutely. didn't get it and that's why Josie and the Pussycats has been such a cult favorite mm-hmm. for a long time because those who have watched it and recognized what was there really understood so like yeah if you're if you're older because I do know like you guys have some older listeners hi mom um <laughs> if when you watch it if you're if you're older, you will see those themes of like the Beatles and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. older bands that you know, even rock and roll versus pop. You're gonna see sort of that corruption mm-hmm. and appreciate the movie for that. And then if you're younger, if you're much younger, if you're like a TikTok person, <laughs> a TikTok person, <laughs> like we're not TikTok people, I we're know. not we making are, them. <laughs> we are, but we don't make them. Yeah, um, for the childs out there. Um, it's it it really it's history it's (laughs) it is your legacy it is your history you need to watch it you need to research it and know know your history when it comes to (laughs) pop music yeah um and the other thing too is like i was talking about the soundtrack and how much i love it and like have it memorized you this is the thing is the soundtrack is so good Mm -hmm. because it was a collaboration by um a bunch of the of like pop and indie artists of the 90s um of the 80s and 90s actually i had to pull this out because i didn't know this i was like why is this so good um but it has let's see Kay henley who is the lead singer for for rachel lee cook she was uh the the lead for letters to cleo which is like a oh yes 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 rock band um so she does most of the lead singing and then um a legendary R&B producer, Kenny Babyface Edmonds, was an executive producer and worked on a lot of it. I respect anyone named Babyface, even if they're criminals from the 1920s. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then, let's see, there was a duo, Deborah Kaplan and Harry. Oh, they were the writers as well. Oh, and then Fountain of Wayne. Um, oh, hey, Adam haven't heard them in a while. Slush Singer produced the other half of the album, as well as the Go-Go's Jane Weedlin. Um, and as well as many other, oh yeah, and then Counting Crows did some of it too. Oh. So like that, yeah, phenomenal, yeah, yeah phenomenal. Yeah. So it's like it, it, it's just wild how much of the talent was there, and yeah. like the narrative was completely missed because it it is girl powery, mm-hmm. girl powery, yeah, girl power-y. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's I, a word. Yeah, that works. Yeah, how when do <laughs> the when, English language? When did Spice know. World come out? Cause it's, I think around that time. Yeah. And I think that's why it got lumped into things like that. Because mm-hmm. Spice World would have been four years before. Four years? Before? 97. Yeah. Dang. Wow. Um, I yeah. have a, yeah, a question. How old were you when you first watched this movie? Ooh, I don't know, actually. I never owned it. That was a thing in the 2000s. If you didn't own a movie, yep. you, <laughs> you didn't always see things. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know. I feel like I would. I watched it at a friend's house. This was like yeah. the kind of movie when we were young where you would like go to a slumber party and it's like, what should we watch? It's like, let's watch Josie, Josie and, and the, the Pussycats. Pussycats. Amazing. The front was like girls. Yep. And it had, it was purple. <laughs> and it had cheetah print, which was like Everything limited, mu- limited to's entire catalog. Yes. <laughs> Everything must be cheetah print. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I feel like I saw that at a slumber party, and then it wasn't yeah. until I was in high school, and we were, I think we were like watching it one night, and we we're like, <laughs> "Wait, this is actually really good." Yeah, <laughs> reminiscing about we we're like, "Let's watch a dumb movie. Let's watch Jesse and the Busy Cats." And then it's so funny too now that Riverdale is so popular, and mm-hmm. Sabrina and the Teenage uh, Witch, and that the whole Archie comic like revival, which is exactly what they were trying to do at the time. Is Josie in Riverdale? Or, yes. Okay. Yeah. Not she's not in Sabrina. Or has she did she show up in Sabrina? I don't think so. But I don't believe Riverdale, so, but she's in Riverdale. Yeah, she the Josie and the Pussycats are characters in Riverdale. They're like background characters. Cool. I oh, think in preparation I didn't know that. to make 
them a series, but I honestly, I only watched the first season. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, are they ever going to try and find a way to shoehorn Sabrina into Riverdale? They already have. There was like a crossover. Oh, there was a crossover. Yeah. that's very cool. Because I just finished the season four of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and I was so thinking good. about it. Oh, that's what it's called. The, I, <laughs> I'm like Sabrina <laughs> and the Teenage. Well, and so and <laughs> My and favorite and because the fourth season of Sabrina was like, well, we're getting canceled. We're just going to go full balls to the walls with the camp of this. And it's my favorite season. It's so good. They do a battle of the bands in hell. Oh my god. To see who is that goes to hell. RJ and No, they, no <laughs> they sing they they sing they do, um, um time war. They do the time really war and then what did Sabrina sing? Cuz um, I really liked that choice. Was it Sweet Child of Mine? Yes, yeah. And I was like what I was like well, fuck it. Who cares? This is bananas. And she killed but, it. <laughs> but literally, I was there. I was like, I was like, they wish they could have put Josie and the Pussycats in this scene. Oh, Because it's three bands. It's two two human bands and one demon band. Well, just yeah. know Josie and the Pussycats 2001 did it first. Yeah. So, <laughs> they were the, the original, like, we're going to go full camp because this was a comic. Yeah. And actually, there's a really great moment where Missy Pyle is... They're flying a private jet. They just got offered a contract to go make music, right? Yeah. And like the Missy piles there and she like makes a funny joke. And then somebody's like, Why are you here? Like, you're not part <laughs> of the band. Why are you here? And she goes, I was in the comics. <laughs> and then it cuts the next scene so it's like literally even there That's like great. she's only here because she was in the comics and they're not afraid to call it out That's because funny. they know what they're writing they knew what the project <laughs> yes was. whereas Riverdale is like we're gonna be gritty and then well, they, and I'm... then they found out people thought it was a joke and then they're like yeah. oh, okay we'll be less gritty now yeah well, I, well and that's i feel i mean I, I haven't seen much of riverdale um the boyfriend watched it and all i remember is he started season two and he watched one episode and he said i just don't think i can keep up with it he said it's just not he's like it's just not very good anymore and i said well was the first season very good and he went no <laughs> so um uh but i do feel riverdale is at least aware that they're parodying soap operas, whereas Sabrina really leaned into the fact where it's like, this is a soap opera, it's high camp, yeah. it's 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 supposed to be silly. Mm-hmm. Like when people are like, it's just, why, why, why is the conflict? She either wants, she has two different boyfriends or she's going to be queen of hell. And it's like, yeah, it's funny. That's <laughs> yeah. funny that it's she has the opportunity ridiculous. to be queen of hell. And she's like, but which boy am I going to pick? That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Riverdale, I don't think started out I don't either. to be funny. I think now. they were like, we're going to do a dark, because Archie does dark comics. There's, yeah. there's, there's a couple of like realistic grounded. There's one where like Archie gets shot stopping a mugging. And it's like, what are we doing? Well, you know, the guy that created the TV show wrote for those comics. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so. they were well, wide received, but, but also it, a part of me wants them to just he like. He also wrote for Glee. If that gets oh. He wrote for Glee. Oh, in the Glee. Later seasons. That's oh, Glee. why Glee and Riverdale are like, they're like parallel. Talk about a show that hasn't aged well, just well, because people have memed it to death. And also, also it, it, it was always that it show. Was always, it was always like it was, that. I mean, I don't want to go off like, on. Ha ha fun. This is their, their singing. They're singing. <laughs> I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but I think there's enough hindsight to go. Glee has a pitch perfect pilot. It is so, so good. fucking I owned flawless. It on DVD. I owned the pilot on it's, DVD. I bought it on iTunes and I watched it over is, and over yeah. again. And it's then an in episode pilot. two, all of the conflict from the pilot becomes comedy. It is underwritten. None of it is real anymore. Yeah. And the show goes off the rails There's right like then. Really, two very good pilots in this world. And that's Lost. <laughs> yes. Lost pilot. And. <laughs> I'd say Westworld too is one of the, my favorite pilots I've ever. The Westworld watched. pilot okay, is pretty Westworld flawless. Is, is pretty good. Yeah, when she smacks that fly at the end, and yeah. you're just like, oh, they just set the tone of this whole. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, it's good. so good. Westworld good stuff. I yeah. so, but I, I, a part of me because there is like Archie versus zombies, like in the comic books. A part of me hopes Riverdale just like completely jumps the shark at one point, and they get over. They like do like a zombie apocalypse season, and they do like. Did a, you just say jumps the shark? Yeah. Is that a phrase? Or jumps the ship? Dagny. Yeah, you never Dagny. Okay, so history lesson. Shark. When a show goes off the rails, yeah. when, it's, when they're just writing for whatever, it's called no, jumping, jumping the shark. shark. Because famously, in Happy Days, yeah. in the later season, it the Fawns... so bad. They were just writing and writing and writing to keep the show going. The Fawns jumps a shark. Like, he's like on the back <laughs> of a... 
And it was so bad, it literally created a trope for TV history yeah oh. another another thing mr winkler has under his belt other than being like a legendary a legendary tv tv icon who's never not been good in everything but yeah so just when a show jumps the shark it's we're gonna have henry winkler <laughs> jet ski behind a boat and jump a shark yeah. because we have exhausted this writer's room oh that's great i didn't yeah. know that's so funny that i've he- never heard of that i maybe i have heard it and i just never questioned it yeah but in my mind, I was like, Billy just misspoke. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> no. I... <laughs> People are going to comment. No. Also, who, I would argue Riverdale jumped the shark when they knew the highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch. I uh, I don't trust myself to not fall in love with Riverdale because I do. <laughs> That's great. Billy just showed me a picture of, of the fawns on, the on fawns water skis. skis. Um, I feel like I could fall into a deep hole where I love Riverdale. Uh, well, and they tried it's to get to me because... Int- it's very entertaining. Yeah. It's great yeah. TV to make you go, what? I also <laughs> thought I, that they knew what they were doing because so many of... This is so weird. So many of the moms are former Twin Peak cast members. Oh, fun. So it's like, okay, so you've got like a couple Twin Peaks actresses in here. Is that like, are you going to go for like a Twin Peaks vibe? And they were like, only surface level. And it's like, great. Okay, we're not actually. It feels like for me what Vampire Diaries and Teen Wolf was yes. for the late 2000s. Yes. Um, I uh, try and ask all the guests this, but um, why do you think, I, we've kind of touched on it, but why do you think this movie was uh, made such an impact on you? Like, do you can you pinpoint any specific reason? Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I remember I was like, I could be a female drummer. <laughs> and I was like, gonna start a band, and I, I even asked my parents for a drum set. They're very, very, very nice to <laughs> to do that for me. <laughs> you had a drum set. I had a drum set. <laughs> Chris and Marie tolerated. Uh, love them. Um, but. I I think it was like a shift because I watched it in high school. I think it was that moment of like watching something when you're young and impressionable and realizing that the world is so much more complicated than you think it is. Uh-huh. And also the ability to laugh at it. Because I, I, that was really when I started to understand comedy. I was watching like a ton of SNL. Like mm-hmm. we would just, me and my friends would watch hours of it, like all mm-hmm. the way back to like the old stuff. And we were watching a lot of sketch and stuff and kind of learning. That's like when I, like, that's when 30 Rock and The Office and, and Parks and Rec were, like, literally starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people were getting used to this new form of humor. So, like, I think Josie and the Pussycats kind of just, it like, ma- very perfectly sums up that narrative for me of, like, a comedy can tell you so much. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and have fun. Yeah. Cause I think people didn't want to take things so seriously. Even the reviews, you know, for this yes. movie, when it came out, they're like, what is girls and bands? And it's all silly. <laughs> like they, it's like, bro, just like have fun, you know? And, and you can have fun and also be smart about it. So after that, I think not only was I just like, man, the soundtracks, whoops. But, um, <laughs> Also, on top of that, that's why I always encourage people to watch it because I'm like, this movie is so smart. Yeah, it was so ahead of its time, and people dismiss it because they think it's going to be silly, and it is silly, uh-huh. but it's silly in such a brilliant way. It's like, smart. how do yeah. you have Alan Cumming as as a villain <laughs> and not have fun? Right. You know, look yeah. at Spy Kids. He's oh, uh, that's uh, well, I mean, he's this man. This man has done has done Macbeth as a one man show and earned praise from all over the world for his acting ability and I always go back to Spy Kids. He's so he's fucking so good. good. <laughs> That's my argument right there. Like, people rewatch Spy Kids and it still stands. And, it's like, so good. That's exactly my argument for Josie and the Pussycats. It's like, you have a star-studded cast. Mm-hmm. You have all the right elements. You just have to give it a chance. And like, I haven't been wrong. I'm just saying like, every <laughs> single time somebody watches it. Wow. Okay. Well, you, you Jeez, heard Nina, it. <laughs> I will watch the movie. That's funny. We can watch it tonight because we live together. You heard it here I'll first. It. <laughs> Long tails and ears for hats. Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs>
Wow. I love it. This is a great one. I mean, yeah. And honestly, it's, it's, I know exactly too the kind of movie this is when you talk about it. It's that, that early 2000s irreverent, kind of like a knight's tale, a little bit like Mystery Men, where it's like the product placement. Uh, Mystery the movie. Men. Mystery Men is a movie that I you and I could it. talk about because it's, that movie flopped hard and it is a work of genius. It's so good. We watched um, it so much. I kind of forgot about it. Sorry, that was like a. Yeah, it's got Tom Waits with tornado, tornado in a can. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. The bowling ball. Ugh. Yeah. Incredible. It's such a good movie. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, what were you saying? I interrupted you. Oh first. no, that was just it's 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 that it's that it sounds like it's that type of film, like a Knight's Tale, like that was that was yeah. completely dismissed because the leads were women. Because yeah. oh, we love that in the early two thousands. Just look at how we once again treated Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was curious. Do you because you have all your research? Um, is there like a a big difference in the like critic score and the audience score do you know um what did i write down so the tomato meter has it at 53 percent from mm-hmm. audience or from critics and the audience score is 52 percent okay but the count is really low so it's the user oh, yeah. ratings are from are at seventy one thousand, and the total count is 123 and almost all of the reviews are from 2001. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah. Yeah. People aren't really reviewing it anymore. But if you Google Josie and the Pussycast 2001, it's like article after article after article about how great of a movie it is. Nice. And how it didn't get its due, due prop. Can you, does it pick up? <laughs> what, your I dog snoring? So. I yeah. don't think so. I don't okay. think about, but yeah, Roxy's been snoring for the last 20 minutes. Breathes. <laughs> so heavy. <laughs> I wish it would pick it up. Just it's so funny. Hear, but, um... At this point, who knows what this microphone actually has picked up? Who knows what this episode is sounding like? If, you've, if you're listening, uh, thank you. I hope I balanced it well in the post. Wow. <laughs> I think it'll be okay. They've Our listeners, have, we've had a consistent amount of listeners, and they've put up so far with every episode some sort of pickup, pretty much every episode. Yeah, um, crushing it, Billy and Dagny style. Yeah, uh, wouldn't be. <laughs> the day we have a flawless episode will be a day worth celebrating. Yeah. Um, um, so you think we should you want to move on right along to what a pitch yeah Nina do you have a prompt don't tell us yet because one of us has to leave the room but I'm so sorry I just shut you down um, but are you ready I'm ready uh, I don't know whose turn it is to go first maybe you I literally just listened to this episode it is me yeah okay yeah because I we did the the drag race one last episode yes no then I did go first the little mermaid. Yeah, the little mermaid. So I go first this time. Where oh, I did, I did, that's right. I did, I did say um, that uh, Bob the drag queen would be Sebastian, but then later I said Olivia Lux will be Sebastian. I meant Olivia Lux would be Flounder. I know it's been a week since you heard that, and you're all desperately. <laughs> I meant Flounder. Olivia Lux is Flounder. Oh, that would be very sweet. Okay, I'm gonna go outside. All right, bye. bye. I'll let you know. Da 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 da. Where's my clock? Because I'm gonna time myself oh, yeah. like a professional. It's thirty seconds okay. after you tell me. And so I tell you the prompt, right? Yes. Okay. So my prompt is. Um, you know how there are musicals for basically every movie now at this point or a movie to musical. Yes. So, um, I want you to pitch to me a musical about a a full full Broadway production about an as seen on TV product. Oh my gosh. This is not the direction I thought this was going to go. (laughs) Look, I am. If you had to take a product and make it, make it a musical without it just being a commercial the entire time. But it kind of is. So uh, this is definitely because I was growing up on TV in the early 2000s. We're starting the time now. Billy Mays for OxyClean. Because um, he left us far too soon. And we all have a love for Billy Mays. And I think any actor would be lucky to play a character that big and that vibrant on uh-huh. stage. Billy Mays here for... I don't want to be too loud. I don't know what I need to do it. But I want to like shout, Billy Mays for OxyClean. Um, we can have him like actually like washing things on stage. But also remember OxyClean? Um, it can be about how, you know, there's not enough laundry in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's We have to fix all of the laundry mm-hmm. problems, get our clothes clean. What would that song sound like? Um, Billy Mays here for OxyClean. <laughs> Something, it's still like a little bit of a jingle. Uh-huh. Um, but that's my time, but that's my time. But that's, I'm, I'm gonna, um, I want Billy Mays for OxyClean. Okay. Hold on. Dog night! <laughs> Come here! <laughs> oh, I woke up the dog. Rexy and it's yeah. okay. <laughs> I went. And, I had to move to like stand by my room and plug my ears to not hear. I, I literally was a little quiet too, so I hope it worked. Okay. Um. Okay, Nina, why don't you give Dagny what she's got thirty seconds to pitch you? Okay. 
Mm-hmm. So you know how there are musicals now about everything. Yeah. Like in a lot of movie musicals that they've transformed. So um, mm-hmm. I want you to pitch to me a full-blown Broadway musical okay. that is about uh, an as-seen-on-TV product. <laughs> Like, it, okay. it, like that's not just one big commercial, but it kind of is because okay. of the nature of it. All right. I'm going to take five seconds to think. Okay. So it's going to be focused around shake weights. Um, <laughs> so imagine like you got to whip into shape, like that kind of feel, uh-huh, uh-huh. but we're following a main character that I'm is like, blunt. yeah, that's like trying to like find body positivity. She doesn't feel super confident in herself and uh-huh. she discovers the shake weight and she starts to like really get into exercise uh-huh. and her friends are like, it's okay. You don't need to do this. You're beautiful, whatever. And she just like, doesn't have the confidence. Uh, and then by the end, there's like a ballad where she like decides that she loves herself no matter what she looks like. Uh, and it's all fine. just about body. Pol- okay. That was great. That was great. <laughs> shake weights. <laughs> shake weights. If there's not at least one song that's a sexual innuendo. They all have to be sexual <laughs> innuendo. <laughs> Every single one. The, every single one they will be using. Even the ballad, she'll be holding a shake weight as a microphone. I'm sorry. Honestly, now I, I'm kind of sold on mine. I don't even care who wins. We love capitalism. I'm proud of that. Okay, Nina, you have to pick a winner. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Because... Mm. I, can I talk about what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. You said Billy Mays with OxyClean. And oh. It's like, how do you? I mean, that's a legacy Rest right in there. Peace. And what a product. Because, I mean, I guess Shake Weeks aren't, they're not really. Was it not a made for TV? No, no, no but they're oh, okay. not around. They didn't talk oh. about like OxyClean actually works. So it's like, <laughs> could we get producers on board? I think yeah. so, just because that's a product that continues to exist. So like thinking objectively as a producer, (laughs) if I'm going to invest, but wow, what a great campy parody for Broadway that Shake Weights would be. It would be really good. (laughs) That would be some great silliness. My brain is thinking like, a better version of Turkey Lurkey Time. <laughs> I actually know this is Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like actually funny because that one didn't age well. So um, I feel like you're leaning towards one. I, I know. I'm just, <laughs> I don't, I don't like choosing. You mean both so much to me. Uh, wow. I, I feel like she came in strong with the whip to the shade. I do too. <laughs> I, I honestly, I can feel it. I know. I, uh, your opening number it, it left a little to be desired. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> He's enough. no Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> you can't just say I'm Billy Mays and call that a song. <laughs> Is that how the musical starts? <laughs> you want Billy Mays here. <laughs> Billy, no, it's like it's like a dark stage, and you just get a single spotlight uh-huh. of a man with a beard and a blue polo shirt, and he goes, "Hi, Billy Mays here for OxyClean." <laughs> What I would love even more is if, like, it was, like, the beginning of Wicked where the parents are giving birth and out pops <laughs> a little baby in a blue polo. <laughs> That's, like, I always forget. Origin, origin. Well, I always forget that the beginning of Shrek is a parody of that. Yeah. In, like, the best way. Shrek yeah. the musical opens with, like, eight-year-old Shrek and his parents are like, fucking leave. Shrek the musical is <laughs> it's, another it's great so good. parody I can talk yeah. about. Because... Uh, all right. I think, I mean, as much as I... I would change my pitch mm-hmm. at this point where I feel like I've lost. I would change it where it's just a Billy Mays musical mm-hmm. and he's got different products as he grows as a person. Yeah. Um, but then it becomes autobiographical, which means it's got a sad ending. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's I no share the musical. I would watch a, the movie of Billy Mays. I don't, or like the movie. It's called Pitch Man. <laughs> okay. So did I win? I, shake weights. Yay! Yeah. Shake weights. Congratulations. Uh, it feels so good. I want to see the rise and fall of shake weights. <laughs> <laughs> In a real story, but like parody version. Yes. You know, like they got to uh, raise money for the local talent show. <laughs> I'm honestly very proud of that pitch. I feel like that's one of my strongest. It was good. It was maybe really, since, I was laughing. It was good. Maybe since the Pixar, uh, the, the Pixar lamp as a Pixar serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> serial killer lamp. I was really proud of that too. Um, well, uh, real quick, Nina, do you have anything you want to pitch or at least, or plug your social media or anything? Um, uh, you can follow me on social media, but I'm kind of taking a break from it at the moment, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. sure I'll return when I have things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
take care of yourselves. Drink lots of water. Yeah. Get vaccinated if you can. Yeah. Good, I wanna, good things. I want to go to Chili's, but don't tell anybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just microwaved food. But damn. I just want to get trashed at a Chili's and not worry. I could go for one of those uh, quesadilla explosion salads. Did you ever have those? No. Anyway, greatest thing Taco, or not Taco Bell, greatest <laughs> thing Chili's has, quesadilla explosion salad. Um, I like that cake. The molten, molten lava, lava cake. cake. Good stuff. How are we talking about Chili's? <laughs> Welcome to Chili's. Um, okay, well, this has been Poptimist. And thank you for having Yay, me. Yay, <laughs> Nina, you've been such a lovely guest. We'll bring you on eight more times. <laughs> Because this episode's not going to air. I'm just kidding. It is. I'm yeah, very the, excited. The sound quality at the beginning, you know, after listening to it, not much could be done to save it. This episode, unfortunately, is going to be shelved. No, it's perfect. You brought in such a wonderful I movie. Full, full volume. Full volume. <laughs> Eight volumes of just <laughs> Yep. It'll be a chronicle of all of Nina's episodes. Um, but... Like I said, this has been Poptimist. Um, may be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, all of those good things. Yeah, leave us a review. Reviews help us get more listeners. Yeah. Um, and and look and listen. And look, listen, listen, look and listen. <laughs> I would love to read an email on the air, personally. I yes. would just love, I would love to have something so controversial sent to poptimistpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. that I just have to address it. So if you have any opinions about anything, yeah. email us at poptimistpod at gmail.com. Leave us reviews so we can get more listeners. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. Yes. Um, so this is Poptimist um, with my co-host, Billy. Okay. That was a parody of how you do it. That was <laughs> That's me. true. And me, Dagny. Is that better? That's good. I'm more like you. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to Poptimist. Have a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, whatever you might, might be listening. Um, everybody say bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ba-da-dum-dum. 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 Ba-da-dum-dum.